heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Nick Foote is with us. I gave you one item of homework last week, and that is to try and find the trainer of the week for this week for our competition. So, do you have you done your homework? <laughs> my, my dog ate it, clearly. Uh, I've been put on the spot 20 seconds out. I've walked in and I've never witnessed someone have a, have a conversation with themselves throughout a live read as well. Uh, it's, it's an extraordinary start, Matty, but good morning to you. Good morning to you, uh, yes. Uh, well, we'll find the trainer of the week. We will do that between us. We will find that. Maybe we'll get some text messages in, Matty. Maybe oh. there's, there's people out there that are keeping far closer of an eye on the, particularly right. these midweeks as well. I, I, I like that because it gets us out of it. 0416 90 50 52 1300. If you want to talk to the AFL umpire, 1300 652 927. Bring back the love bus. That's a very good SMS because we used to have a love bus go to the picnics. Right. Lost our way because of COVID. And now there's a thunderous demand to have it back. It sounds like fun. It got a bit rowdy. Yeah, got a bit rowdy, especially when we were our marquee was between the Bucks party and the Hens party. What what circuit were you heading to? What track? It was Hillsville twice and Woolamai once. Yeah, Woolamai's that's that's getting a bit of a trip, isn't it? So Hillsville's comfortable in terms of distance and responsibility, but you're starting to push the limit out to Woolamai, perhaps. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. All right now. SMSs, give us your uh, your training performance of the week. It may yet to occur, uh, the training performance of the week. It may occur in the Zipping Classic. Who knows? If it does, who's going to be responsible for it, do you think? Uh, I would say there's a there's a very nice-looking uh, mirror massa here that's going around uh, in the Zipping Classic, which I'm siding with, and uh, I think he's a proper racehorse now. Mm. Um, wind up, gelding up, back with three wins on the trot. Has to do it here at Wait for Age. Goes up uh, four kilos off that nice win at Flemington. That was in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. But peak fitness, speed's going to be on. They'll, they'll run along, won't they? I yeah. think Serpentine and Deny Knowledge will find their spots. The one time I backed Deny Knowledge was at the Valley for that reason and took a sit and savaged the line behind yeah. his jewel. So Ch- trust I me, I, I know a bit about her aerobic. <laughs> you, you'll be big on this because you're a bit of an athlete. Mm. Her aerobic capacity scientifically is very high. So anyone who's wondering about the 2,400 metres, she, she's very aerobic, to my knowledge. Yeah, and we'll, we saw her in that race at Geelong over 2,000 where she competed before and she, she ran a huge rating down there over the trip. So Serpentine engaged as well. The speed's going to be on. Um, Serpentine, can he turn it around? And L- Lloyd Williams, is this is his race, obviously, the Zipping Classic. I wonder whether he might be one that can bounce back off that failure in the Melbourne Cup because his previous form was nearly good enough to win this, I think. It feels like the Melbourne Cup form's been a little bit poo-pooed in the market as well, just like looking mm. through. Because um, I, I, I want to back Miramasa, who's just, I think, is just a completely different horse, this preparation. I also want to side with Vow and Declare as well. So he won the race last year and he's arguably running better than he was last year when he went into this race. And you only got to look through, I know you're a 
you love your history, Matty. You only got to look through the previous winners of this race, and history suggests you can string some of these together. Obviously, zipping four on the trot, the Taj Mahal one, two in 2017 and 18, sound in 20 and 21. Vow and Declare could be the one to go back to back as well. So I'm going to play both of those for for uh, for a nice win, and I'm keen to take on Duke Decessa. They're moving in at Hillsville. We'll go there in a sec. There's this SMS here that says Serpentine's out and runs in Sydney. He wasn't in my scratchings, I've got to say. So we'll we'll double check that. But in the meantime, we'll go to James Vandermart at Hillsville. All right, next. So yeah, Serpentine is out. He came out at nine o'clock. So apologies for not being up to speed with that. But he wasn't out when I first checked. But he is now. And what does that do say for a deny knowledge? Well, going to, she's going to get it up front, up top her own way. But uh, I think the way that she's generally ridden is they, they bowl along with her when she's at her best anyway. So a serpentine or not, I'm not sure if it'll change too much. She might just not have that other leader out there eyeballing her um, for the best part of 2,400, Maddie. So you're with Miramasa with Vow and Declare the Danger. The wild cards say we get a bit of rain. We're thinking about Banker's Choice. What do you make of Duke de Sessa, for instance? Yeah, Duke de Sessa's an interesting one. There's always seems to be a little bit of talk 24 hours out. Duke de Sessa, a great chance. Hasn't sort of come within three lengths of anything since being in Australia. Um, does get a three and a half kilo weight swing on Muramasa. Um, goes going from handicap to weight for age conditions and gains the services of, of Mark Zara. So there's definitely a couple of things in his corner, but I'm not sure he should be favourite. So Muramasa mm. on top for me and vow and declare a small result as well in the zipping. Are you one of those punters slash tipsters who frames your own market or do you not frame your own market? I mean, most don't. I mean... But if you do, what odds is the right odds for Miramasa? Now, it's a good question. And, like, you can use... But people often think when form analysts talk about framing their market that they're starting from scratch on a piece of paper and writing down odds. It's not like that. A lot of people... It, it, it's called a computer. It's yeah. called a yeah, data yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get your initial sort of default settings and you'll add points and detract points and, and you'll sort of frame mm. where your market sits at from there. So, yeah. Oh, pr- I'm a sceptic. You know when you hear tips to say, oh, well, in my market, I'll be looking for $4.60. I think... Show us your market. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. And, and you've got to take a little bit of that as well. But you have an idea in mind what the price is that you want to take for a particular runner. And, um, you know, looking through the card, there's runners that you can go, oh, they've come up 210. Like, I'm, you know, you speak of, say, um, Arkansas Kid in the Guineas, for example. Not a race I want to dive into, but I was hoping that Arkansas Kid would come up sort of three bucks or longer, and then it's been priced perhaps off the fact that there was a bit of a bias last start at Caulfield. So yeah, yeah. Y- you've got to have an idea of what price you want to take, um, but it's something that I'm continuing to, to learn and develop and put into my form, Maddie. and it's it's not an overnight thing. It's a, it's a long grind, this, uh, this form gig. Well, databases take a while to accumulate, and then they get better you know, perspective, don't they? Talking about the Sandown Guineas, Sharky reckons it's uh, wafer thin, let's just say. Yeah. So, well, look, in terms of depth, he's he's certainly the man to talk about and he's seen a lot more of those uh, than me and, and has a good grasp on sort of where they're heading in their futures. Just looking at the race in, in isolation... I think it's a really tricky race. So uh, the top end of the market, I think, has factored in that that track bias from last meeting. Uh, thought, as I said, thought we might have got a better price about Arkansas Kid. It's it's hard to believe we're sitting here talking about Arkansas Kid last start, first time at fourteen hundred metres, being the query, and now you know he's short mm. short favourite over sixteen hundred metres two weeks ago, two starts ago, he was dynamic in a Coolmore over twelve hundred. So uh, on top for me, but I can't bet at that price if. Wanted to look at one 
at a little bit of value and at each way price. I think Sunset Dreaming represents that, who comes through the same race, the Blue Sapphire. I think he's about 14 to 1 or something. Yeah, he is. And and Tony McAvoy had him on Big V Racing last week, and he was quite... uh, he was quite savage in his assessment of the Caulfield track uh, when chatting to him around that, but and also spoke, you know, about her being a filly that looks like she'll really appreciate the 1600. So when you're questioning a runner like Arkansas Kid at a really short quite quote going, well, you've mm. been competitive in a Coolmore, now you're pushing to 1600, I think we'll see the better of Sunset Dreaming over further. So I, I could entertain that and, you know, mow down that that second to Schwartz throughout the carnival. That reads really well as well on paper, but I'm finding it really hard to find an, an edge or an angle or, or want to get enthused about betting into it, Matty. Do you take quaddies? What's your go-to? If you if you say you're on holidays and you just want to get something on to have an interest, but you're on the way to the beach and there's a pub tab, you duck in for three minutes, what bet do you take? I love a quaddie, yeah. that's for sure. I'm a big set-and-forget Operator anyway, so like put them on early and then yeah, yeah, it won't it won't affect my day. I'll still get my bets on, so it's not there's no um I'm not being held hostage to have a bet, but I do love a quaddy because yeah. particularly on a Saturday, I have a quaddy every Saturday. I won't have quaddies any other time through the week. Um, love attacking the big pools and so you'll in, you'll have a crack at this quaddy. You think at Caulfield? Yeah, definitely, yeah. and and I think there's a little bit of value to be spec'd outside, and you know when you're looking at the first leg and you can entertain runners like Sunset Dreaming. Uh, in there at a nice price. Even Vivier, who, um, she's like the again got back pattern completely against in the Guineas. It's it's forgive type areas and does um, does her best work late. So uh, there's plenty of value to be on offer. I think at, at Caulfield on on Saturday. And geez, I just hope for punters we get a fair track. Yes, rail movement, and we had a really good chat to Tim Bailey about uh, the factors of the bias two weeks ago and, and what he expects uh, this time around. It's time to give away a beautiful Batoki Christmas ham. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Batoki ham. Just be the first caller through on 1300 652 with the correct answer to this question about this morning's racing pulse. What did wine shop Dave, in a desperate lunge, flick off my neck region at a suburban barbecue yesterday? one three hundred six five two. 927 and Howard will take your calls. <laughs> Who wrote that question? I just made it up. Craig gives me the sheet to read out and then it says, oh, bloody hell, ask a question. So, so I, asked a, I asked the first question that came into my mind. That's very good. And it's, it's life and death. Um, all right. What about uh, the rest of the program? Are you an Inferno man? Are you a Bezo man? Are you a Miravel Rose man? Yeah, I'm a Miravel Rose man, man, and I'm, and I'm a right to party man as well. Not just uh, not just the the horse. Um, also, the weekend I've got a nice thirtieth to head to on Saturday afternoon. Is uh, that still your crew, thirty year olds? Oh, I'm trying to sort of hang with a few younger oh, in uh, in the umpiring you know world to keep me a little bit. You know, it's a bit pathetic <laughs> yeah, when old blokes do that. Only a couple of years younger oh. than me, but. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think Miraval Rose. She, she, you know what you're going to hear when you rock up because you're the old like, who invited him? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm probably act a little younger than them as well, which probably is a poor reflection on me too. Probably. Uh, uh, I think Miraval Rose, she she finds the top and uh, she might have the rail to guide her as well to, um, 
tomorrow. So what we saw when she was beaten last start, she sort of crabbed a touch around the turn and she probably lost the race on, on the turn. Uh, the winner, uh, forget the name of the winner, $61. Bra- mm, yeah, no, um, forgettable. Yep, sorry. Uh, apologies to connections out there, but railed really well. And uh, I think, you know, your swap runs, you, you likely swap results. So uh, she looks really progressive. She's short. Um and she has the right to be. The other is right to party, who's just going good with no luck. So cardiac arrhythmia in the Atlantic Jewel, had a seven-week let-up, pattern against in the Crockett. Last start, um, she came through that red-hot desirable stakes. Um, she was held up from the 500 to the 250, once out, finished off super. I thought the margin was unfair. And look, she um, looks to be solid speed here. Blinkers go on the first time and she's drawn out. So if she does step slow, which she has done in the past and they can do when the shades go on for the first time, I think she'll be out of trouble there. And, and if there's one running on, she's the one and it represents some good value at eight bucks. So Miraval Rose, right to party for me in that one uh, in the Twilight Glow, mate. Someone's asked a question of you. Do you have the form guide in the sock while you're umpiring? <laughs> no, I certainly, I certainly don't. There's Saturday afternoons when you've got a few hanging in the balance and, and you're out there. It's always a – I like going off the ground and I sort of hide – Finding the t- out. I hide the tab app and yeah. I like to watch all the ra- – like I, I hide the results and I like to hit full replay and go through all the races like I'm watching them for the first time and not check balance or anything like that. So I still get to yeah, watch the races sort of like ex- that. Live. To go through the whole experience. Yeah, it's good because it's, when you're open and you just see your account, and yeah. you go, oh, oh well, well, it doesn't really matter. Because oh, oh, if we kept balance yeah. at zero, so. And we're down heaps. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get my bang for fuck. <laughs> SMSR, uh, who's nameless, but we've got the number, yes, correctly answered, a redback spider. So, Howard, if you have not received a call that says that, that is what Wine Shop Dave lunged and flicked from my jugular at about midnight last night. Um, Pecker's no, Pecker's Harley from the TAV Don before told me that it was a daddy long leg. So is, so is Redback the Don's, actual? Is that the you, correct you know answer? The, you know the term "stay in your lane." It was designed. <laughs> it was coined with Don in mind. Now, Don, <laughs> hey Nick Foot, thanks for that. You're not doing the big V today, are you? You've well, been, you've been host. You know, I walked in and he's given me a serve and said, don't worry, I'll host it. And I said, well, <laughs> you know my number. I was waiting for the call up, but oh. give the fans what they want. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly <laughs> right. That's right. They're clamouring for the Hossinator. <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. Uh, thanks for that. And best of luck. Oh, I was going to say hosting Big V, but you've been wiped. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it was it was good while it lasted. Yeah. I enjoyed my time in the chair and uh, it can be returned to yourself and Matty Nevitt now with not too many scratches in it, hopefully. Oh, exactly. No, you did a great job, mate.